This is Robert Mardlachi the MindShare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to This Week in Canadian EdTech. We've got a very special show this morning, uh, this afternoon on MindShare TV, a uh, podcast with Mark Lejour uh, from ICTC, who is the Vice President of Leading the Capacity and Innovation Readiness Initiatives at the Information and Communications Technology Council National Center of Expertise on the digital economy, we're going to be talking about emerging trends in ICT, the future of work, and work integrated learning, and perhaps a little blockchain. Mark, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Robert. It's, um, I'm very happy to be on your on your show today. A little bit more about Mark. Uh, Mark started his career in as an educator, teaching mathematics and information technology across Europe. And the Americas, he's played a leading role at the Ontario Ministry of Education during the revision of the technology education curriculum. He's been in the sector for a good 15 years, working closely in exponential business value, driving economic and social growth. Uh, He's passionate about new technologies, and hence we're going to be talking about blockchain uh he uh chairs the industry program advisory committee for blockchain developer certificate at george brown college holds a master's degree in computer science and an mba uh in uh, management technology and innovation um wow that's an impressive uh resume you have mark uh, clearly you work you're... on my master's for the comp side though as i still left um, this is work in progress i guess or to be in the future well, I did mine in uh, learning technology a number of years ago, and it was transformational. That the notion of uh, lifelong learning is something that you embrace, and so does ICTC. You you really go from cradle to lifelong learning, mm-hmm. um, and it's an impressive organization that you're part of that not a lot of people necessarily know about. We tapped into your work integrated learning uh program offering uh one of our students here from university of toronto digital enterprise management program ivana spent two years being mentored by me thanks to your awesome program the will program and upon graduation she had all the essential skills we needed to hire her full-time so um how does that make you feel oh that that a true case study that makes us feel fantastic you know you know that ictc uh, has been around for 30 years and uh, was created as a sector council to look at the uh, ICT sector. Now we call that the digital economy because it percolated, digital percolated every single industry. Ten years ago, we became independent, an independent center of expertise. Uh, and we are pretty much look like a, a social enterprise. You know, we are already helping out uh, the underrepresented groups uh, get there into the ICT sector and we're providing a lot of insights still under the for the labor market and also for the industry for decision making and also for uh, for pol- uh, policymakers uh, to uh, to create uh, to make sure they can create programs that make sense and uh, more impactful and you're so essential in in bridging the gap uh, as you know it's a constant catch-up that we have to play in upskilling uh, future uh, tech leaders. And uh, you know, I was honored to be part of your 
K-12 task force on digital skills. That was a fascinating experience. You brought together some incredibly bright minds that are immersed in education. And I was honored to be part of that. I like to surround myself with smarter uh, people, I like to say. But it's about making an impact, right? And and mm-hmm. and and leading, leading, and not following uh, is so vital today. And uh, case in point, uh, the CanCode Initiative, and uh, uh, supporting the uh, the underrepresented, the marginalized uh, sectors. Uh, we have some STEM robotics going on in the background coding, and you have a program that you've. Uh, tapped into with CanCode. It's, uh, your, is it your third iteration now? Maybe you can tell us a little more about that. Yes, yeah, for sure. So uh, we're very happy to uh, to run this program and have been running this program for a number of um, times already. And um, so our focus is mainly on cybersecurity. Uh, and we're very proud uh, under the leadership, you know, of my uh, former colleagues here. Uh, we're very proud to have focused this program on uh, people that are not well represented yet in the ICT industry, like especially girls in IT was one of the early focus. Right. And now we're expanding to francophones, to rural areas, to indigenous people, to uh, people of uh, color. So. All kind of, uh, you know, representing the diversity that uh, of the workforce, which we want to include more into the ICT sector, and we have also a couple of uh, courses that we uh, we have and other activities for uh, middle school and high school as well. But Cyber t- Titan is, um, although is uh, is not directly funded by CanCode, right? Is uh, maybe the brand that people uh, remember the most because we have competition out there that uh, is exciting people it's a fantastic program because the career opportunities are exponential and uh there's two sides of uh cybersecurity, isn't there when you talk to peter singh our mutual friend cio in the toronto district school board you know he'll talk about the number of uh, uh attempted breaches in a day it's incredible there's thousands uh everyone wants to tap into the big nerve center of the TDSB so they can, especially kids, so they can upgrade their their marks. You know, they can work on their technical skills, hacking, but they, they would love to improve their marks if they could. That's always you know, it, it's, it's one of these areas that, you know, are evolving so fast that uh, people are still a hard time to catch up to the their yeah. uh, mental representation of really what it is. To give you an example, I was, I was, um, Honored to be on an advisory group uh, board for the CyberX conference, and uh, some of the people on, on the on, on the board are very very um, um, uh, expert cybersecurity professionals. And some of the conversations we were having is, for example, at some point, is uh, how much these people were getting poached by the U.S. Uh, some people were offered like um, you know 700k on US dollars, pretty much like a bit, crazy, uh, like a million a year to work in a tax-free environment in the US. So that speaks about the pressure that exists in the cybersecurity field right now. Right. You you probably heard about the war in Ukraine. You probably heard about uh, interference in election in the democratic process, uh, mm-hmm. ransomware. So this is not, you know, even though it's not in the news every day, the pressure keep pushing up. And honestly, there are 
fantastic opportunities for everyone. Uh, it's not just the guy for the pony <laughs> with the ponytail right. and that uh, that can do. They are all kind of jobs. And, and just to finish on this, yeah. we were working yeah. last year with. Uh, I said, and the SDC, these are the Ministry of Innovation and uh, basically um, uh, the, the workforce development. We're working with a lot of experts across Canada last year to redefine what is the workforce of the future for cybersecurity, mm -hmm. who is has to be concerned with cyber. And here's the hint. Everyone needs to be concerned with cyber and everyone needs to learn something and be part of teamwork to defend our companies and organizations. Yeah, that's a good point. And not unlike coding became immersed, embedded in K-12 curriculum across Canada, <clears throat> that cybersecurity piece, the data privacy challenges as well in education are, are massive. And that's, you know, for Canadian EdTech Summit this fall, which I, I hope uh, ICTC will be a part of you. Many For many years have been part of it in the past. You know, that is mission critical. So I know the CIO Alliance that we curate, uh, we did a panel and we'd love to have you involved in that panel when we, uh, you know, uh, tackle that conversation again and take a deeper dive because, you know, they go hand in hand, cybersecurity and data privacy. And in mm -hmm. education, you know, you can't think of a more vital, uh, you know, um, role to play because you're protecting kids. Yeah, def definitely. And uh, as you know, digital becomes more um, uh, pervasive and uh, um, uh, is everywhere, basically. It infiltrated our lives. And maybe our generation, Robert, we didn't notice it that much and we just slowly were absorbed into this sharing our data, putting uh, our pictures on the internet with all the risks that might you know, come with it. But the new generation, the kids that are coming to school now, uh, through high school and university, they've been born in that and they take a totally drastic approach and they're thinking, wait, wait a minute, what life do I want to live? Mm -hmm. And how do I control my own data, my own identity? Yeah, it's really about being on the driver's seat. And, and this is much more real for the new generation <clears throat> than it has been for us. Obviously. Well, and being, uh, you know, that that uh, literacy, that media literacy, the notion of understanding your digital footprint and how you are uh, perceived, you know, in social media, you really have to be aware and knowledgeable. And I know they're spending more time in education on this very issue because kids put themselves out there and there are repercussions, aren't there? Definitely, definitely. And, and, the, and the government, because I, I mentioned we're also working on the policy side, the governments are uh, feeling the pressures. You know, also these groups are, mm -hmm. you know, new voters. You just add a new wave that's going to be starting to redefine policy. And if you're looking at Europe, for example, they recently signed a new... Uh, a new framework to uh, to protect even more uh, the privacy. Uh, you know, the following GDPR just uh, you know four or five years ago. Uh, now they are just raising the bar once again, and we can only expect that in the Western world uh, the trend will continue to go towards more protections and more vigilance. Uh, and obviously, back to your point, all of this needs to be. Uh, 
based studied at school, what is the impact? How do you protect ourselves with very simple steps? You know, protect your password. You have to start very simple. But at the end of the day, um, uh, citizens in a, in a true democracy need to understand uh, their rights, but also uh, how these, uh, you know, wh where these rights uh, can be at risk and what they can do to defend themselves. Absolutely. Talk to me about digital citizenship and the importance of that, right? That's something that uh, we talk a lot about. Yeah, we, we, we've developed like a, a course on uh, digital citizenship and we have uh, several resources for high school. Uh, this is uh, this is you know uh, something that we needs to uh, put up to date on a regular basis, <laughs> because you know uh, the world just keep keep moving forward. Uh, so uh, older people like us, we get stuck in Facebook, and the kids are moved out. <laughs> well, platform. look at you now. You're a trendsetter. You're on uh, Mindshare TV, which is the latest trend. So uh, you know we're 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 nurturing your growth mindset, Mark. Speaking of which, how do you stay current? How you know, uh, you know, we've been immersed in ed tech for many, many years, and and you really have to pay attention and be mindful of emerging trends. We do a top ten trends annually. What, what do you see, and how do you, you know, what are you seeing, and how do you stay at the top of your game? So what we're seeing, I mean, we have a focus a magnifying lens here at ictc on the labor market so i always start from there and actually when i i start i applied for my job by the way at the ministry of education that was actually my my first concern like where are we sending those kids where are we yeah. preparing those kids for and how what kind of policy should we put in place and programs should we put in place today so that they can get there so now at ictc i'm having a lot of fun because we have that data on the labor market wonderful uh, so did you know that the number of uh, jobs in employment has risen more than 23% since pre-pandemic level on the digital economy. And so we are really seeing, I mean, 20, more than 20%, that's huge. That's a lot more jobs. And even though you heard today, I mentioned it today, there were layoffs uh, at Shopify. So people might say, oh, well, there right. are layoffs. Well, there are layoffs in the US I was just looking at the breakdown today, and uh, these are mostly companies like Shopify that are doing their business internationally. Uh, companies that are mostly exposed to Canada only. This is very quiet, and uh, I so huge progression of number of jobs. I don't see that coming drastically in Canada. I think we're pretty safe on the economy, mm -hmm. like the government has been. Uh, taking and the bank of canada in particular has been taking very aggressive uh, steps to uh, um, tame the inflation right i do believe we have a good shot sh uh, shot at soft landing so in terms of jobs i don't i see this only going uh, further ictc has forecasted 250,000 new jobs in the digital economy to be um, created by 2025 so I have my my eyes laser focused on these new jobs. What what are they? Where are they right. created? So we identify six areas of innovation: uh, healthcare, clean tech, new media, digital economies, uh, digital um, digital media. Uh, are a few of those, but you can uh, you can see manufacturing is another big one. Green tech, right. clean tech. Um, so we need to start, and we do, we are starting to uh, work with universities, colleges to create the programs 
today that will create those uh, new jobs or, or allow these these talents that the industry is thirsty for to join the industry so that these businesses can generate the progress in their net zero targets and they can actually help Canada meet or uh, you know the, the engagement to the Paris Agreements and other accords by these are just around the corner you know if we don't start to train the next generation today they actually start defining the new curriculum for the new skills we need uh, we won't have the people from tomorrow and we won't get there after tomorrow it's absolutely essential thank you for that how important are technical training programs in high school my high school i went to george harvey uh got immersed into york memo because it burned so they merged two schools i went to the reunion I had great experience taking technical courses uh, throughout high school, uh, my first two years, and it prepared me to do things, practical things, uh, tune up my car, uh, change a light switch, uh, what have you, build something with carpentry. But yet there seems to be a push away from that. In some schools, districts aren't even building those programs into new schools. You know, well, there is, uh, I mean, the schools, I mean, they've been through tremendous pressure pressure with the COVID uh, time. So I think we need to give them a little break right now and allow kids to come back to, you know, cruise mode, uh, uh, school balls to make sure they restaff uh, and they reorganize and they, they get back to, uh, to shape. But you're right. Um, the tech sector, I mean, in the past, it's been kind of divided and say, oh, the guy does, I mean, this other people do this, like it's almost like uh, mm -hmm. these people and us, you know, we're going to university, we're going to be doctors and lawyers and we don't need to know. But I mean, the the fact is, by the time you, you graduate with your PhD, the plumber has already two houses, a big truck, a couple of businesses, and is pretty much set for a time. And you just have a big loan to pay for university studies. And, and the trend has been, as you know very well, uh, is that uh, university students are going to college after university to actually get industry-ready skills. Um, and so we're coming back to seeing like a blend of uh, you know theory, you still need theory, you still need thinking, you need critical thinking, but you also need an, um, practical thinking uh, that will uh, actually make a difference uh, at the business in the enterprise. And you, you also know, need soft skills, by the way. hundred percent critical. Um, so my high school that uh, absorbed the, the school at York Memorial that where my wife went. Uh, they absorbed their students. So they had two auto courses, classes. When they brought in the academic school, they had to increase it to eight, six additional classes because the students from the academic high school actually wanted to take auto mechanics, right? So what does that tell you? You know, parents wouldn't necessarily be thrilled about that, but not every child is... is necessarily stream for university and to your point i i know a, a plumber that i went to high school with that has a hugely successful business and he you know he went the the, the you know the work uh, integrated learning route you know he got certified and 
at a young age and has had a company that flourished. So um, there are different pathways that students can take. And it's important to be practical and mindful. And this is where you uh, play a critical role in providing a window into the future of what the trends are, where the jobs are. We need, I think we need to do a better job of that and share success stories like my plumber friend to inspire kids to think about different pathways. You know, I mean, we are, we are humans. And I think educators, you know, we understand that. We are not training like a robot. We're training a human. We're training a person that will have a career. And a career will last, you know, uh, for the better part of their life, maybe 40 years, maybe more uh, of work. And uh, it's understandable that, uh, I mean, we all want them to keep, learning to keep going to do different things and it's totally fine to start you know as a plumber or as a, as a phd whatever everybody is different yeah. as different we have different interests at any particular moment and you time. evolve in your career right we evolve, exactly your interests. we develop other facets and um and, and you mentioned this work integrated learning uh program we're we're working on and icgc has been also close with other organizations. We were one of the first, first organizations to deliver the student uh, uh, work placement program um, and actually recommending and sharing some of the uh, best practices from Europe, uh, which I know very well because I was born there. Uh, so yes. Germany, Switzerland, well, I mean, I remember my dad, <laughs> I was tired of hearing my dad say, well, the Germans are very good, <laughs> good way of doing this. Well, Lucky us, we have it now in Canada, and this uh, student work placement program from ESDC has been like a very, very successful program that is very complementary to other programs like MyTax, for example. Uh, so our WILL program, yes. uh, you don't have to do R&D. You can have a MyTax students doing R&D. You can have a WILL student doing the website, the commercializations, the business plan, the things that are not necessarily covered under MyTax. Um, and our program is very flexible and designed to have students just learn about the business. It's, it's just like a, a first date with employers. Don't you, before you marry yourself with a job just at you know the university, you come out, don't you want to understand a little bit better where you're going to work? What is it to work at Shopify or to work in a startup on the middle or, or in a rural area or urban area, American companies, Canadian companies? You want to have those experiences to see, you know, how do you like it? You know, it's not for everyone to work for a bank or to work for a startup. So you have this chance and you have the chance also to work with people on the job. Like we all know, we we are learning on the job. We're learning from senior. We have mentors in enterprise. This program is about having starting to have a little bit of mentorship through uh, experienced business people while people at our university. And when they look smart, and when the uh, the click I know happens between the students and the employers, well, they naturally want to work together. So it also promotes access to employment. It also promotes hiring and a smoother hiring, hiring because you don't have to wait like one year or two years after university to find your well, way. Well, we're, we're a case in point, right? We're a great case study that, you know, we hired, you know, Ivana right out of university that was a beneficiary of your program. I'm a big fan of it. And the secret sauce for employers and retention 
is when you invest in your employees and they know you care about them and you paint a picture for the future for them, that's where you the magic happens and they are committed. It's more than just a job. And we create community in our workspace. And, and, and you know, thank you uh, to you and ICTC for your support and helping us nurture future leaders and, and community. Um, I'm so grateful uh, for your time today, Mark Lejour. Uh, you are very inspiring and insightful. And uh, I look forward to the next conversation. Let's, uh, let's make it face-to-face one day soon, too. And as that, we're not that far away. <laughs> we just have no, to... we're not. We're actually in Toronto <laughs> as well, I believe. Yes, we are. And uh, I'm looking forward to this great conference you're putting together as well. Awesome. Thank you again. That was Mark Lejour, uh, Vice President, uh, Leading Capacity and Innovation Readiness Initiatives at ICTC. My name is Robert Merlanchi of the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.